So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and we are here with Joe, Coach Joe, talking about the Get Big Drink. We're talking about, uh, you know, we're back here with our Keys to Progress uh, review, uh, the Strength and Health Project, um, diving into some articles from the 70s um, and maybe even the 80s a little bit, right? Not the 80s? I don't, I forget. No, the uh, it starts in the 60s and then sure. kind of gets in, I think it's 60. Let me see. You get, I think we're talking 68 to 75. So it's, a, it's, a, it's seven hard years of getting after it. And the origins, I think, of a lot of cool stuff that's kind of contemporary now. But, I mean, I keep every time – yeah, 65 to 72. And it's like there's so much contemporary stuff. And, like, I've always had this idea that, like, you know, with fashion and all this and even strength and conditioning, there's nothing new. It's just right. like what dots can you connect? What can you make new again? And, you know, I hate to say repackage things, but kind of when I look at this book, I'm like, what well, works, works. And it just will keep coming back. And there's some yeah. really cool stuff. And um, no, I'm fired up, man. I like this article. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here. But uh, it's also cool checking with you again, Jake. I know, hey, we got a ton going on, both of us. It sucks. But man. it's great. <laughs> man, oh, man. It's, uh, well, you know, it's, it's also nice. To, man, we both have a lot going on. And it's nice to talk with somebody else that's got a lot going on. Be like, I'm not crazy for feeling like I'm just trying to get my nose above the water just a little bit for just a second. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And that, I mean, that's, that's what I feel right now. I feel like, so I'm what I'm i uh, I'm five, eight. And I feel like I've just been submerged in a six foot depth pool mm. and I have to live there. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and then I got to come up, take a breath and then go back to work. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. But you know, how many, you tell me this, how many successful people you know that aren't really getting trying to get eight pounds of shit in a five pound bag? Dude, not very many. You gotta you gotta be uh, you gotta be uncomfortable, right? Like right. Uh, it's very cliche to say that, and like it's a lot easier to say being uncomfortable than uh, or you gotta be uncomfortable to grow, right? Yeah. And you know it's really interesting. Like you know you hear this a lot in the fitness world and the in the health world, but like there's such a difference in discomfort when it comes from like like a muscle or like a, like a body discomfort from like exercise and a like mental or uh, psychological discomfort from uh, life on a situational basis. Right. Sure. Um, Like new kid on the way about to buy a business, like trying to grow and expand into another, into another state. Like there's so many things that like uh, that will wake you up at night, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Or like you, you wake up thinking about things like, um, that's a different type of stress for sure. That's a different level of discomfort. Yeah. But you know, and, and I think the key with it is just trying to sort out like 
how do you be productive, not just busy in the midst of yeah. all that? You know what I mean? So it's like timely yeses. It's like picking out your hell yeah moments. And like, you know, just to kind of give a glimpse into what I'm dealing with right now, it's like I'm in the midst of this home move and renovation and sale. So we're yep. juggling three homes at the, at the moment. Yep. That'll end in July. Um, me and my son are planning this four-day epic Western hunting summit camp, family, father, son weekend out in Montana. Um, and then I had such a blast coaching spring fast pitch with my daughter that when the opportunity came up to do a summer league team and bring some of my girls on and combine teams and I had to do it. So I got, I got three hell yes juggling right now. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's It's like a growth period. Just run. It's a growth period, right? (laughs) So, but I'll tell you what's actually one of the things that's helped me keep it together is on this idea of being productive versus busy. It's um, I took on this screen time challenge with a buddy and um, a buddy in on the East coast. I got this buddy, CJ Schleicher, who's training out of Virginia beach for a triathlon. I played football with him, and like, we were on a Turkey hunt and we got to talk about screen time. And I was like, the key with this screen is you have to have productive moments with it, not, bullshit wasting of time yeah so we had this screen time challenge and the only way i can get all this crap done and keep my head above water is not gramming it not youtubing it not wasting time looking at facebook marketplace and the the tiktok feed and just doing what matters right so there's a difference between going down the fast pitch rabbit hole and then blocking out 20 minutes to go, you know, pick up a skill or drill to throw at the girls. You know what I mean? So, yep. and I'll tell you the screen time challenge has been epic in, in, in Laid out for productive me. insane. Yeah. More productive. What? Insane. Insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah, but, true though. Like we're trying, there's so many things like we have like, um, uh, like a Facebook, like a closed Facebook group for some of the stuff that we do. Yeah. And I so badly want to figure out a way, like I might just create a new Slack channel for everyone that's in that group instead of having them on like a Facebook, because it's so easy to get on Facebook to like, uh, I don't know, make a post in this group. And then all of a sudden you're 20 minutes in looking at something else that has no relevance to what you even got on the internet for. But like, it, and it's, it it is what it is. Like it's human nature. Like, like it's, these things are built to be, uh, addictive and to grab your, your attention and you have to be cognizant of it. And it's so easy to fall in that trap not to be. Yep. So the, the challenge I do with my buddy was like, he looked at my thing and it was like under two hours mm. and he's like, it, or actually no, on that Turkey hunt, I had like a 38 minute week Whoa. of screen time. That's and I got the notification and I said, you know, I'm sitting there. I go, I was like fucking PR man. And he goes, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, this is the greatest week of screen, screen time ever. He goes 38 minutes. I had 30 minutes a day. He goes, Oh my God, how'd you do that? And I was like, one, I'm here. And we had yeah. no service. Yeah. But you know, I just, I'm cognizant of it because I went half crazy during COVID and I'm really working on it. So he was like, you know, one thing leads to another. And we have this challenge where we're just every Sunday, we send our screen time stats to each other and we try to get wins. Yeah. And, um, what I've kind of coming up, I've beaten them every week except this last week. And uh, I've learned a couple things about it. I was like, one, everybody should shoot. And tell me what you think about these numbers. I literally think if you're not blowing time 
and just cruising social feeds because I deleted all the social stuff. I don't have none of it on my phone anymore except YouTube. It's the only one I kept. Yep. No, no Instagram, no TikTok, no Facebook, none of it. In fact, I got in trouble with softball because they were all like, this is how you find rain delays. I was like, well, I guess I won't know when the rain delays are. <laughs> so I had to offer to an assistant coach who had Facebook, but yeah. um, I got rid of all of it. But I really think what's reasonable if you use your phone for stuff, I feel like two hours a day should be the goal for everybody on that screen. 90 minutes shows you're working. And then if you really want to be a boss uh-huh. and you want to make, you want to make moves and really be focused on it under an hour should be the goal. And, and that's kind of what I've been shooting for. And just to kind of give you some insight, I was under 90 minutes most days for three weeks. And then recently with the transition of fast pitches and all this house stuff we're going, I was at two hours and 32 minutes um, last week. And that's when my buddy got me. But even that bad week, I was like, you know, I was driving to new places and had to watch the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to communicate with people that two hours and 32 minutes a day of average wasn't like unproductive stuff. Cause you get all the stats, right? So, yeah. you know, it's pretty cool, man. Just yeah. and, and having that little bit of a challenge with a buddy and having that little bit of an incentive to not be a turd on the screen. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a cool learning experience, man. It, it's, yeah. it's been worthwhile, man. I think, yeah, I mean, there's so much there. Like, so it's interesting, right? Like the world is becoming more and more like uh, online dependent, right? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, man. <laughs> it, I get it, it. Is. And it's 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 terrible. And like, um, there's so many like, um, I feel like there's a lot that you can correlate that to, like increased rise in anxiety, uh, depression. Um, yeah, dude, like <laughs> you're constantly comparing yourself to a stranger's highlight reel, right? So like. Yep it's going to be tough to like, feel like, um, to feel adequate. Right. Uh, but when, especially when you're putting things into your own life, but I think when it comes down to the time frame, the timing that you're talking about with these screen shares, right. Like, uh, or these screen times that, that you're doing, I love that screen time challenge, by the way. Uh, yeah, pick a buddy. Comes, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm in on it. I think like the biggest thing though, is like, are, are those hours? Like, I don't care if you're, if you're on it for four hours, cool. Yep. Are you being productive in those four hours? Or are you just being busy? Right. Are you just feeling, exactly feeling right. dead space? Like, are you able to sit quiet in a room and not grab your phone, right? Or are you able to like ride an elevator and not grab your phone? Are you able to sit in the, or stand in line and not grab your phone? Like that is just feeling like that's those dopamine hits that your that your brain's like addicted to, right? Like that is what you're trying to avoid. Versus like if you have to spend four hours on your on your uh, on your phone or whatever because like that's your main source of uh, business or like a, like a revenue stream or whatever, like it is what it is, right? As long as you're productive during that time, I'll tell you what, I'd love to know what Brett Bartholomew's screen time is. Uh, Cause that dude, he's, he's on there all the time, right? He's on social yep. media, but like, it's what his business is, right? Um, he's got to promote his, uh, his, his um, business and like get his, get his, not just promote his business, but promote his messaging. It is because uh, he does really good work. And so like uh, social media and your, and your phone can be a nice quick tool for that. But I guarantee you that man is being productive with his time on that screen. And that's not just feeling busy time. Yeah. So that's the key with it. I found out, you know, you know, not all screen time is bad, you know, but right. it's, it's that key between being productive versus being, you know, silly. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah. so that's what it is, man. And, um, I, you know, I would, I think everyone should get a, get a friend they trust to, sh- 
Cause that's a number people don't want to share. I even talked to my wife about it and yeah. I told her, I told her, I was like, you know, I had a 65% increase this week and you know, it was because of this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, and I told her, I was like, I don't feel bad about it. And she goes, <laughs> oh, well that's still high. I said, well, show me your number. Yeah. And she goes, you went right? I guess. She goes, no, <laughs> get out of here. I was like, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, you know, find a trusted buddy who you, and my buddy CJ, he was a D end. He was like the strong side D end, and I was a strong side corner. So, you know, when we were in college, it was a dude that we had to be accountable to each other. You know, yeah. if he blew an assignment, I had to pick up his ass. And it was the same thing on my end. So, um, you know, you need a dude like that who you can trust, you can give each other a hard time with, and you're going to actually relay the information to each other. Cause it, yep. it's one of those like, it's gut check man, time when you do that, right? But the phone is like a mistress. You know, and no one wants to admit what they're doing on it. That's true. No, no it's a, you know, <laughs> it's like the laptop you keep under the mattress. You know, it is what it is. So you gotta you gotta be accountable to it. You gotta find someone you trust. And you know what? If it's not your wife, it's gotta be the next best thing. And that's probably an old buddy who you got oh, man. way too drunk with way too often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and man, and you'll start to realize like how much uh, how much uh, how many excuses you're making because of how much time you actually really have in your day to be able to go that's get right. big uh, right. with your strength training program, right? Okay. Oh, that's right. So we're getting. So again, talking about being productive as we, I guess we come up on this, um, we're still working with the, uh, the health and strength and strength and health project. Strength and health project. Yeah. Cause you gotta get strong to be healthy. Right. Yeah, the keys to this is, uh, uh, John here is trying to coach people up on getting big, which Love is it. something we all go through and something I've talked about in this podcast where I tried for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to bail on it because the timing wasn't right. And I tinkered with my own version of this big drink for a little bit. And I did put on a quick, yeah, I put on a quick 12 pounds and I found that getting to that next spot to 200, that, that last five pounds was really tough. And for me to have made that last five pounds, I didn't like what my belly was doing on the big drink for one. <laughs> and I didn't want to limit my activity enough. You know, there's a couple key components that I found to getting big and I've kind of I'm looking proactively at next year and yep. what year's looking like moving forward. Look, and my bulk season is going to come after elk season through to fast pitch season. So I, I think I learned a couple things to time that bulk, right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and ways that I want to do it that are maybe slightly different from what John recommends, but look, man, bulking up is all about protein, extra calories and activity level. And, yep. you know, you have to find your, and this is my opinion. You have to find, you know, your comfort level within those three things, set some goals and just get after it. But this is a good start, man. Yeah, it's a great start. And, uh, and, I, <laughs> and I love it too. Like, uh, cause you know, I relate, uh, I mean, I think back to, so I just spent the last weekend up in Ohio yeah. and, um, I was so proud cause I thought that, uh, my sister who, right, so I have an adopted sister who's 17 and, I was so proud thinking like, uh, I saw her sitting in a chair. I, I walked out. I, I thought it was like slices of red bell pepper sitting beside her. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh, check that out. Like, uh, goldfish. was it goldfish or was it Swedish fish? No, that would have been better. I guess it was, uh, it was, they were like those Takis though. Do you know what Takis are? Oh my gosh. These kids in my middle school and my own, my, my own kids are like, I want Takis. And I blame YouTube for this. There's some YouTuber who eats these damn things. I yeah. see them all the time. I'm not <laughs> like, going to eat one. I'm not eating a Takis. I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it's like the Pringles of my day, man. Like all the kids want Takis, and uh, yeah. 
Like, that's what they were. They're like red Takis sitting there in that bowl. I was like, and like, it just reminded me of like, uh, like as I was going through reading this, there's like some girl who came out or Ollie, not girl, but Ollie was coming out eating like an onion sandwich. Right. I was like, what is that? Like just a, just a concoction that you would hear a high schooler eating, you know? So I think what you're getting into is if you are bulking, when you're finding these calories, it can't be junk calories. Can't be junk calories. And like, yeah, definitely can't be junk. And then, like, they've actually got to have some, like, um, some nutrient density to them, you know? Like, they've got to be doing something for your body. There's there, you're because you, you hit the nail on the head when you said you have to be in a caloric surplus if you want to gain yes. weight, right? No. It is what it is. You, if you want to lose weight, you have to be in a, in a negative calorie balance, right? Um, but that is such the tip of the iceberg, right? In terms of like negative in what capacity? Like, what are we talking about here, you know? Like, that doesn't mean just immediately cut down. If you're trying to lose weight to like 800 calories, that'd be dumb. Um, yep. If you're trying to gain calories, you shouldn't just try to eat like 20,000 calories in a day via yep. Takis. Like that'd be dumb, right? Like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you're not hitting goals at that point. You're just, you're just eating and or not eating. Probably the best snack then. Let's, let's see this. If you, let's go backwards from this. I would never recommend it by snacking, but you know, uh, going back to just hearing some guys like Donnie Thompson and even Kelly Surratt talking about, you know, when he was watching Jesse Burdick and guys like uh, Mark Bell trying to gain weight, those dudes were constantly eating. Yeah. And you'd see them just one of the snacks that he noticed there was like kind of like a trail mixy thing. Yeah. Like if you have something like some dark chocolate and some nuts in your pocket, yeah. much better snack than than Takis and Doritos. Right. So. Totally. So, 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 so that's the spot. And, and there's more in terms, terms of like, um, caloric density or nutrition or nutrient dense is the nutrient is density. The yeah. That's what we're looking for. So, so that's where you gotta start, you know what I mean? And, and totally. there's some cool spots to get some snacky things that are nice. If you check out like thrive market or, you know, some snack mixes at even Trader Joe's, whatever fits in your budget. Um, but the more it looks like real food, the better. So watch out for bars, watch out for Takis and, you know, yep. the least amount of processing you can get where it's actually real food. And totally. this is another thing like um, nutrient dense fruit, right? Mm. So, um, you know, mangoes, papayas, you know, some things like that. I like yep. to do fresh, fresh fruit and berries. I think it's another mangoes place to get. <laughs> yeah. But uh so, so that, that's one way to start this, but um, this is not what, what John gets into. He got these guys on this uh, big drink. And I think what it reminds me of too is when I was, a, and it, do we want to go through the recipe of this big drink? We got to go uh, through the recipe. You got to know but, what the get big drink recipe is. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So in the midst of this chess match in this article and in the book, if you're following along with us, it's the big drink article, but I highlighted it. Uh, essentially what he's asking you to do is you're going to go two quarts of milk. You're going to go skim milk powder, uh, two eggs, four tablespoons of peanut butter, uh, a brick of chocolate ice cream. So we're getting some sugar in there, and this is to make it taste good. Yep. Uh, more milk powder. Uh, oh, no, we got the milk powder eggs there. Then we're going to go small banana, four tablespoons of malted milk powder, six tablespoons of corn syrup, and that gets us up to about 3,000 calories and 200 grams of protein. So it's a bunch of milk products and sugar is what he's essentially saying. But what he's telling you to do with this drink is along with your regular meals, you need to have about a glass of this. Yep. So throughout the day, you're essentially looking for about 
uh, you're looking for about 2,000 or you're looking for about 3,000 extra calories of general calories and then 200 extra grams of protein on top of what you're already drinking. Now, he's just kind of throwing a dartboard. He's just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and saying, go for it. Yeah. And um, listen, putting down this kind of stuff in this order, I would tell you it was hard on the belly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when I was tinkering with it, I didn't do the milk. I went for the milk the first week and I was having, uh, you know, milk farts. I'm a little yep. old for that. So yep. I actually was doing it with kefir. And instead of doing all those different powders, I got like a GNC weight gainer shake. And I was, yeah. hitting, I was hitting about these same numbers. Yep. And uh, like I said, I put on 12 pounds real quick in about two weeks. And uh, it was pretty good. I, the strength gains went up. But um, to get that extra, I think the highest I got was, two, was 198. Never, never crossed over to 200. You, you stopped short of the 200, huh? Well, uh, it was actually really hard. It was just like yeah. that tip of the iceberg. I didn't feel like doing. I was like, yeah. I was like, screw this. Didn't want it bad enough. Honestly, had to quit on it. But I think the other thing too is I could have done it easy if I dropped my activity level. If I wasn't coaching fast pitch, um, if I wasn't trying to run, because I'm in the midst of this running thing to get ready for a Ragnar race. I was just, I ended up doing the math. I was like, this isn't the time to do this. I'm too yeah. active to do this. So winter season. So it was kind of a reassessment. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think it's interesting. I think you bring up a really good point too, in, ter in terms of like, this is a very, this would be a very intense uh, concoction for a lot of people right now. Right. Oh like, gosh, yes. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it would be, it would be a lot. Like you would have a lot of people with the, with some, some rumbling bellies rolling around, you know? Um, but I do think it's a really good thing that he brings up in terms of like, here's your certain calories that you need to eat throughout your day. And then here's the calories that you're supplementing essentially. Right. That's like, exactly right. Yeah, because you're just if you're eat, if you're truly eating nutrient dense food, right? Like like uh, like we were talking about, like mangoes or papayas, or like the I'm not a, like the number of nutrient dense foods out there. It's gonna be really freaking hard to eat this many calories throughout the day. You're gonna spend all day eating big amounts of food. So that's where supplementation and something like this, especially if you're trying to do a hard gainer like this, is very very beneficial for you. Yeah. And I mean, he even says in this article and think about what you are is he goes, it goes, you know, to gain weight, it's got to be properly, he's, you got to have proper nutrition. And he goes, and to say properly, I mean, properly, not for the average person. I mean, properly for a weightlifter. Right. Yep. So, and what he goes on to say, you, you got to be dialed in nutritionally, but then you have to supplement. And I think this is where all this kind of sugar and extra calories come from because you're just trying to spike this. Uh, you're just trying to spike. You're trying to spike growth. And so this well, is on. It's, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with like, are you being productive or are you being busy? Right. Like, yeah, that's right. Are, are you, are you eating, are you eating for a purpose or are you just eating food, hoping that you gain weight because you've been eating a lot of food, right? Like, I think that's the frustration. Like you can't just be eating in this article. The example is an onion sandwich. You can't just go around eating junk food all day thinking that you're going right. to like gain the, gain the weight that you're trying to gain. Right. Yep. Um, and I think it's, a, I think it's an awesome point. I remember being, and I can speak to this for my own personal, I remember being, uh, um, I was trying to cross the 185 mark yep. <laughs> uh, in high school. And, um, you know, I went to a small school. So I was actually a nose guard. So I played on the D line at a grand total. Is that a wing T squad? Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, so I played nose guard and at, at a, at a buck 75, you know, <laughs> and, uh, was trying to gain some weight and I, I didn't know what, what to do. So I remember eating, being at a friend's house and just eating, like they had beef stroganoff there. And I just was just eating it. And I was like, yeah, this should make me gain weight. And, uh, yeah. I was really upset when I stepped on the scale and I realized I didn't gain anything like the next day. Right. <laughs> well, I also think too, what he makes his point is it's not just like one meal. And I think this is a lot right. of people, one meal, one meal. This guy's saying, I love this idea. Okay. Eat your regular meals. Maybe you're getting three squares a day. And he says this a bunch too. in, in, in articles to come, he's pretty consistent with his regimen. He goes like most people should be eating your three squares a day, you know, have a snack between and one before bed. If you want to gain some weight, but then he wants you to do all that. That's a sustainable level. But then on top of that, you make this drink every day. Yeah. <laughs> you drink this drink every day and you have a big old glass in between. And again, this is not to maintain. This is not a high performance diet. This is probably not the one to like if you want to run a marathon or be a boss. But this oh, is man. strictly to, hey, this is bulking season. This yeah. is because then you see as this goes along, this would be the meal. This would be the regimen that you'd eat with along with the 20 rep back squats. This yeah. would be with that starter program. This is when you're training three days a week of like high volume, high intensity barbell training and then resting in, in between to replenish. So, and again, when we talk about being productive versus probably being busy, it's like, are you just working out to get the sweats in or are you training with a purpose? And that also means from sometime backing off right? Mm -hmm. And picking your spots to get your training in. So to pair this with the original article we started with about um, training for bulk or what was, it was that you're probably right now on a three-day cycle where all you're doing is you're in that, you're in that eight to 12 rep range. And then your, your squatting set, if you're following John's program, you're, you pretty much have one gut buster movement in your thing and you're, you're crushing squats hard. You're, yeah. you're going for 12 rep maxes. You're going for 20 rep maxes and in between you're resting and watching your activity. You're only training to build muscle right now. Totally. Only train. And like, that's, and he does make that distinction. And I, and I, and it's a, it's an important one too. Cause like, uh, you may hear this and be like, dude, no way. That'd be crazy. And, and you're right. If you're going to try to make that like your like daily diet, right. Forever. Right. Like yep. that'd be absurd. <laughs> You'd be a very large human being. Um, but, and your gut would hate you, <laughs> but, uh, exactly right. this, this is training for a purpose. Like, and this purpose in particular is to get big and like, um, this is a way to do it. <laughs> it's, it's getting you in a caloric surplus of good dense calories while also not eating like a jackass in between. Right. So as I look at my training year ahead, where I'm looking to do this again and revisit it, and and I'll revisit it again, and instead of milk, I'll go kefir, and instead of like all the extra other powders, you know, I'm into this weight gainer, you know, supplement. Yeah, I'll throw that's that the advantage in. Advantage of being in the and being in 2022 versus you know exactly right 60 right. They all read John's stuff and they got it going. Right. And yeah. then, you know, you got what Ronnie Coleman's of the world and everyone doing it. So pick your powder. And I will always make the same protein recommendation because, you know, if you're crossfitting and stuff and you're doing these things, you're training hard, you want extra protein to maintain. My recommendation always in terms of a protein powder is what's the best one that doesn't screw with your gut. Totally. You know, for me, I like those collagen powders. I'll throw that in there, but I had a decent experience with this, um, 
you know, this, this general weight gainer. So whatever one you can afford, but when I run this again, it'll be right after elk season. So I'm looking right after late season elk and the timing of it is actually really good because it's right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. that whole eating season anyway. So it's, it's like, season to be gaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some great seasons? What are some great meals I can eat around there? You can fudge a little bit, but then I'll add this back in. And I also won't be training as much then, but it'll be able to simmer it down because I'll be far away from the activities like uh, elk season where I'm hiking all the time. And I'll be away from this Ragnar race that I run with the team and, and other things. And, and generally out here in the Pacific Northwest, it's also a good time to do it because the weather sucks. That's where it's the rainy season. So I'm not going to be tempted to get outside and do things. Totally. Yeah. You get a little, you have to dial in a little bit more. Right. And plus, um, you'll be in your nice new house or your nice new kitchen, right? So that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and have a little less stress there, so you can actually gain weight too. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it'll be everything will be done by then. But no, I, I mean, I I like this because it, it reading this helped me time out and kind of reorganize. Although the first time I tried it, just being excited about the book was a bit of a failure. Um, you know, it was like okay, not a super failure, but it was like okay, let's take a step back and see how this fits into the training schedule. Um, yeah. better off. So I think I'll find better time with it. And, you know, who could maybe weeks. I, it's tough to say that's a failure, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just didn't hit it was close, back. but I didn't hit the number. You wanted to see the two. Yeah. I didn't get it. Have you crossed that 200 mark before? I did one time. It, again, there's a threshold for all of us, you know, and, yeah. and I think I'll take it as a success because most of my life from about sophomore year in college to now I've always been about 183 to 187 pounds that's where I like to be that's where I like to hang out and then based off what's going on in terms of a training cycle I might dip up to about 193 and always maintain that and then you know what I'm finding is during this elk season the closer I am to 180 I'm more productive in the woods so you know I've been pretty good within that 13 pound thing and and I think that's been pretty important I don't know where it was but Many years ago, I read this like thing. It was like, you know, that extra handful of potato chips ends up becoming this. And then that relates to a pound a year. Yeah. And no wonder when you're 40, all of a sudden you're overweight. It didn't oh, happen yeah. overweight. It's just been the consistent. So I've always wanted to just keep my weight where it is. Yep. Um, I've been successfully doing that. But, you know, what I'm finding is getting to that 200 pound threshold or anything over 195. It's really hard for me to maintain it. I have to have make just like the screen time, right? Yep. You know, for me to be under two hours right now is really easy. It's yeah. just, you know, unless something's going on. But, you know, for me to be over 180 and for me to be under 193, it's super easy for me to do. Mm -hmm. But to get to 195, there's a conscious effort to eat and monitor activity. Yep. And then on the other side, for me to get to below 180, 183, there's a conscious effort to monitor fasting. There's a conscious effort to monitor what I eat. There's a conscious effort to also watch the quality of what I'm eating in between all those things to keep up what I want to do. Because when I'm dropping under 180, that means I want to move fast. I want to yeah. run. I want to help my team. If I'm going above 193, well, then that's where I need to just be pushing shit around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's fun, you know, I, and this is, you know, I think for all of us, depending on, I'd like to see this because what Jake, you're like, you're six foot. Yep. So I just wonder, you know, I'm hovering around. Nice, you know, man. I don't five. think I've ever told you what my height is. That was, that was awesome.
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, well, I see this because I always wanted to be six foot, you know, I'm yeah. five, nine. There you go. Yeah. But I imagine for you, your set point on this would probably be a couple pounds higher on either end. And I, I just wonder how height impacts some of this, yeah. uh, but we all have a set point and whether it's for training and back squats or whether it's weight gaining. Yeah. That it's that, it's that next percentage that's totally. like double the effort and harder to get for just that little bit. And I just, you know, you got to really be dialed in to go there. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. I mean, so my body weight, it feels pretty good at this point. If I'm somewhere between like 185 and like 193, yeah. somewhere around that ballpark, right? 185, 195. Um, that feels pretty good for me. Um, the issue is, is just like what you said, like, um, when you're, when you're trying to peak out your performance and when you're trying to peak out your weight gain, you're trying to peak out your weight loss. Like our bodies have a certain threshold where it becomes like, yeah, you can maybe squeeze out a little bit more. Right. But you're gonna have to like really push the boundaries to get there. Um, and that's in sport too. Like, uh, I, I remember hearing this uh, for the first time when I was talking to, uh, or when I was hearing like uh, Kelly Surrett talk actually, where, uh, they were talking about rowing and like the extra endurance that was, or the extra power that was needed to hit a certain speed on the rower, like a mile per hour faster, right. Yeah. Was absurd. They had to like three X their effort levels versus being a mile per hour slower and, and like strategically using that burst of speed. So like, um, it's exactly what you're talking about. Like our bodies are all built to handle a certain, uh, weight load or a uh, what time frame or set point. Um, but the, but you can't get there. Just know that it's going to take a lot more extra effort if you want to gain or you want to lose too. Yeah. And just, you know, just to kind of review too, again, when I first tried this bulk and messing with this big drink, you know, I put on the five pounds in one week and then the next three weeks, it was like a pound a week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when I got to that 195, it was like half a pound. And I was just like, I just don't. Then it was like, I was doing weird stuff too. I was buying a half of chicken. I was buying a chicken on my way to work. Um, <laughs> And I was like eating myself sick between classes. Like there'd be like yeah. a five minute period and I still wasn't able to get the game. And I was just thinking, I was like, okay, I'm eating more than I've ever eaten before. Yep. And it's not working. I was like, so the only way to do this and get these extra, and it wasn't like I just quit the two pounds. I did the math beforehand. I was like, yep. okay, five pounds, one pound, half a pound to do this. I don't feel like eating anymore. And I, <laughs> and at this point, I'm not going to diminish my activity level. What am I not going to coach fast pitch? Right. I was even sitting while I teach to do this and I was getting uncomfortable <laughs> with it. Roll around <laughs> in your rolling chair. <laughs> no, I was, I started sitting down more and I was like, ah, I don't like this right now. This is yeah. just not the season for me Kids to do are coming it. Up to you like, like, a, a, <laughs> Mr. Joe, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's something you got to do and you really have to assess how much you want to do something, you know, yeah. you know um, what we need to do, man. You know what we need to do? We need to we need to make that that chase of two hundred happen, and uh, we'll get we'll get an RD on here. We'll figure out like uh, where your loophole or where your uh, your blind spots are. We'll, we'll get yeah, to yeah. That. Let's do that. We'll have to, let's do let's do the math. Let's we'll have to revisit because don't you who who do you want to bring on? What's her name? So she's been on the show before, and she's yeah. a stud. I have the, I have so much respect for her. Her name is Kelsey Smith. Okay. Uh, she's a sport sort of. Or I don't I don't even know. Like it, I'm so bad at it. Uh, she's. She's a uh, badass athletic and sport registered dietitian, right? Okay. Like she focuses on athletes. She focuses on uh, performance-based nutrition and she's a stud, man. She's helped out a lot of my clients. And um, I think that she's super smart. So we definitely need to get her on here. And uh, 
help you chase that 200 pound mark. No, we'll do it. And then we'll, we'll have to time this one out for, uh, I know it's a ways off, but we're, it's actually not so far off. I mean, in terms of the way my life's worked at warp speed, November will be here like that. I mean, oh, I can't. Man. Oh man. <laughs> so, we're already halfway through 2022, man. It's about to be right. 2023. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Well, Joe, man, uh, get big drink, have a ton, essentially just eat a ton of calories, make them, make them good calories, make sure you have good food density and don't, and guys don't try to be, uh, uh, don't try to be dumb, right. Don't try to get like all these calories with like junk food, like, uh, supplements are around for a reason. Um, you know, we went through one more time. Let's, I'm going to read through it one more time, uh, for like, just, just, just so you know, like there's a lot of food in there. So like, let's see here. Well, the, the end calories are 3000 in the whole jug and, 3,000 total calories and 200 grams of protein in this mix. And what yeah. he wants you to do is drink about 10 glasses throughout the day. And you have to drink this every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a lot, man. It's not a little bit on this one. This this is definitely one where you can tell, like, uh, I felt like I was, I was, uh, I feel like he got this from like a, or like a Rocky drink was, uh, from the movie Rocky was uh, inspired <laughs> by right. this, right? Like he was eating it as he was like trying to get ready to go fight the Russians. So, um, yeah, man, I think the, um, science has helped us out a lot as far as this one is concerned in terms of if you can't handle that much, uh, milk, that makes sense. Most people can't, uh, go get yourself a protein powder. Uh, there's plenty of weight gainers out there. Like you said, I love what you said too. Like there's not a whole hell of a lot of difference between them. Like go pick one that your belly, uh, agrees That's with it. and that your wallet agrees with as well. Like don't get sucked into the trap that, uh, because guys look at the end of the day too, let me put this disclaimer out there. Like there's no, FDA, there's no federal regulation. There's no regulation at all for supplement companies. So um, there's a lot of snake oil out there. So uh, choose one that agrees with your stomach, choose one that agrees with your wallet and you'll be just fine. It's all about the consistency. There's no magic pill, even in the supplement world. I love it. No, there's not as as much as they want you to believe there is, you know what I mean? And (laughs) and that even goes with something like creatine. We used to talk with Anthony Almada a lot um, with Doc and Jock podcast with Danny and he came on and he brought creatine to market and he goes, there's nothing that would prove like the micronized faster creatine that dissolves better is better than the other one. You need to drink it in a way that doesn't screw at your belly. And he goes, the key is one, get a crea. You want to get crea pure. That's the best one from Germany. It's like uh-huh. a solid one. It's not, it's not, it's going to have the most creatine in it essentially. But the trick is to make it not mess with your, your, um, your belly, you get the monohydrate and just dissolve it in hot water. So the hottest water you can drink it in, gulp it down. That's it. And that's how it doesn't, you know, because you see creatine settles. Yeah. You, you don't want to have that sand in your gut. That's what actually screws with your belly. So, and oh, that's, that's a trick I've tinkered with. You know, the monohydrate does as well with any, and there's nothing to prove totally. that the other ones are going to do better for you. You know totally, what I mean? Man. So, I just get a creatine monohydrate uh, from, uh, I think it's called bulk supplements. And like, you can buy like, a year you could buy like a lifetime supply in one purchase for like 20 bucks <laughs> that's, it. that's it yeah just make sure it's that create pure you want to get it from somewhere else other than um china you know yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> so you would get you know them germans know how to build things right so that's true whatever but he said the the main ingredient is create pure but i you know i think you can take that same thing with any supplement you know just i always like to go back to the basic um you know, is it protein? Is it not messing with your belly? And just quality of ingredient matters, right? Cool. So yep. just, I think that matters more than the specific mechanism of the branding behind the, pro- the supplement. 
100%. Then I was even asking about like, uh, there's, cause there's, I get questions quite a bit between like, well, should I do like a whey protein or should I do like, uh, or should I do like a casein before bed? I'll drink the casein. When I wake up, I do the whey, and this one does that. No, get the protein powder that you can afford that doesn't screw with your belly the most. And that takes a little bit of tinkering. You know what I mean? Totally. And you know, like just like everything we've talked about so far, it's consistency and dedication to a process that's going to get you the most results. Not uh, not the best protein powder out there. That's right. That's right. Cool, man. Well, Jake, this is the, it's always fun to get up with you, man. Yeah. Um, Keep getting after it. Keep breathing, brother. Oh man. Yeah. Keep keep your nose above water. Yeah. Sit on those tiptoes every now and then. (laughs) All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. See you, bud. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.